Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey everyone, I hope you're having an amazing, amazing December so far. And as you all know, the new year is coming and everyone is going to be trying to find that way to do whatever New Year's resolution it is that they need to do or want to do. And I've spoken and talked about before needs versus wants. Your needs are non-negotiable and your wants are things that make you thrive and things that you're passionate about. And, and that could be something as fun as eating. And what I really wanted to do this week is kind of take it back. A little old school podcast that I did when I really talked about finishing hard in the last 70 meters. And in my book, Tears to Transformation, there's a chapter <laughs> entitled The Last 70 Meters. And so I want you to know. If you're going into the new year wanting to make something happen, the time to gain momentum is now. It's about how you finish. It's not about how you begin. Yes, in the 100 meter dash, it is 100% about how hard you come out the blocks, but it's also 100% on how you run through the tape. And so we are in the month of running through the tape. So I want you to sit back, grab a pen, Open up your ears and I really want you to visualize your life and your journey and what you want your last 70 meters to be like in everything that you go after as you listen to this podcast. So enjoy and I'm very excited to see some of you on the Sean T. Transforms America Tour. And I want to be very clear that we're not digging deep in, you know, squats or digging deep in push-ups. We're digging deep in our minds and in our bodies and in our souls so that whatever you do, whether it's fitness, whether it's a job, whether it's your marriage, whether it's just the ability to want to believe in the internal self, this tour is for you. It will encompass everything from getting uncomfortable to going absolutely bananas in everything that you do in your life. So, enjoy the show. Trust and Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Sean T., your host of Trust and Believe. You know, each and every week, I want to take you on a journey so you can live your best life. Listen, I'm going to end every episode with a truth bomb so that you can take something away to continue to believe in who you are. Don't stop 
right, so I need you to do something for me right now because I'm going to take you on an emotional journey. And a lot of people, they do not want to tap into their emotions. So many times people try to stray away from their emotions and they get really kind of shy. And they're like, if I go back into this space or if I go into my body or if I go into my life and I try to connect to what I'm feeling right now, it might be a little tough. So I'm going to ask you, as I begin to tell you this story and take you on this journey of how there's always a reserve, I need you to tap into your emotions. So here we go. I need you to listen. I want you to imagine the person that you cannot live without. Sit there and imagine like you love this person. It doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be sexually It could be a mother, a brother, a father, a best friend, a cousin, your dog even. It can be anything or anyone, but you cannot imagine living without this person. And if this person was yanked away from you or if you were taken away from this person, it would completely devastate you. Think about it. Find that person. Do you have that person? If you're ready for this and you're ready to tap into your emotions and you're ready to go into a place where you have to find your reserve, and I'll help you understand exactly what that is in a little bit, you have to keep listening and you have to be willing to go all the way deep with me right here. Okay, here we go. I'm telling you a story about a gentleman who's in his 60s. He's not a big guy. He's about five, six, maybe not a big guy, but he has an extremely big heart. His name is Nick. He's my sister-in-law's father. I didn't know him very well before the end of last year of 2014, but we spent Christmas with him. He's a Latin guy. Very cool. Very nice. Very soft-spoken, but you can tell and you can look in his eyes that he has so much emotion inside of him. He has so much passion inside of him. And if he loves something, he loves it all the way. Originally, that's what I connected with him in the beginning. I was like, I feel this person. I'm I'm the kind of guy when I walk into a room, even if it's a thousand people, I can kind of find the average of what these people need simply because of the energy that's in that room. So this guy, again, not a big guy, but just an amazing guy with a big heart and extremely big energy. When he was 22 years old, it was around the time of the Vietnam War. And you know in the time of the Vietnam War, it's when the draft was happening. So people, young guys at young ages, they were literally forced to go fight. And that's what the rule was with our country. And people abide it, and that's what you had to do. And thank God for those people. Thank God for our troops because they protect us, and we have to love them. And when I was a young kid or an, a teenager, I always wanted to go into the military myself. I always wanted to be a Navy SEAL. It was just this thing, the way they had to dig seriously deep that I wanted to connect to. And I was just like, this is incredibly amazing to have to push your body and push your mind to go so deep. So Nick is 22 years old. 
the Vietnam War is happening and the draft is happening. So if you know what happens, you kind of have to write your name in a system and at some point they contact you and then you have to get drafted and it's time to go. But what if you don't want to go? What if you're living your life, you're just having a great time with your family and all of a sudden your life gets flipped upside down? So, Nick goes to a routine doctor's appointment, goes to get checked up, he's cool, he's going to this place, going to the doctor's office as if it's just a normal day. He's going to go in, he's going to go out, he's going to go home. But what happens when he walks in the doctor's office is he, he gets his checkup, and then all of a sudden, the military's there, and they take him. He can't call his family, he can't call his mother, he can't call his father, can't call his friends literally it's almost like he was kidnapped and he was devastated because his connection with his mother was unbelievable and imagine being taken away from your family or your mother and not being able to talk to them or that best friend or that person that you imagine that you could not live without so there he is training in boot camp to go off to the vietnam war He describes it as the sergeants is mean, but they were preparing you. And he always had to say, this is mean versus being prepared. And while it was extremely physically tough, the mental part of it was overwhelming. They had to go off to the Vietnam War. They had to be shipped off. And as soon as they get off the plane, they get hit by mortar rounds and he said it was a huge awakening and realization that immediately when you get off the plane you're hit you're in the heart of the war now mind you you're taken away from your family your friends and people that you love and you're in this new world this new place where you're pushed physically and mentally and then it becomes an awakening and realization that I am here I'm in a situation where it's life or death and I have to be mentally strong to continue to push through this, to continue to dig deep and continue to go forward. And how do you do it? Well, when you go to the Vietnam War, you don't have a choice. It is what it is. You got drafted. You need to do what you need to do for your country. And again, we thank those people. So it becomes almost routine, but always constant fear, never knowing what's going to happen. He gave me a story one time of when they have to go out into the bush, in the jungle. And if you've seen movies about the Vietnam War, imagine yourself at night in the jungle where you cannot see what's in front of you. You're not out there alone, but you're out there to be with your troops and to protect them. And at some point, you have to constantly rotate basically security watch now you're out there with your people you're in this huge circle in the dark in the bush you don't know where it is and while you're out there you have to constantly think that there are snipers out there ready to shoot you down and when it's your turn to do your security check you literally have to walk the perimeter of your troops of the people you're with 
So you basically have to go out into the dark bush, into the jungle, where you see nothing, while there's snipers waiting for one movement. So if you go back to podcast number two, I tell you how I was going around the block, the bend, and it was really dark. This is why I was able to connect to the story, because I understand, obviously, and not a really huge sense, but a slight sense of taking yourself into the dark, into a place that's extremely hard to visualize or get by. But he constantly had to do this, walk the perimeter when it was his time, on very little sleep, and you're constantly walking around in fear. Now, most of us would be like, there's no way I can do that. You mean to tell me there's snipers out there looking up for me? You mean to tell me it's dark, I can't see, it could be raining, it could be cold, but you have to do it. There's a sense of protection and you have a duty that you have to abide to. This, to me, was incredible. Just the pure mental state that you have to go into to go into a situation like this. Now I'll move on. One great thing that happened to Nick, which wasn't really great, but you'll understand why I'm saying that in a second. Nick caught malaria, and he had to go to the hospital while he was out there. So he had to leave his battalion to go to the hospital. While he was in the hospital getting treated for malaria, his whole battalion got blown up. If he had never gotten sick, He wouldn't be here with us today. So you're with these people. You're living with these people. You're living with people that you love, that you care about, that you try to protect every day. You get sick. You find yourself in a situation like, oh, my goodness, I'm sick. I have to leave these people. You go. And when you get healed, you find out that they're no longer there. They've been taken away from you. And then you have to continue to move forward. And then you have to continue to live your life and continue to do what you were supposed to do. You have to understand, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, this guy, Nick, is a small guy. But he's an amazing guy with a big heart. And what happened to him in the Vietnam War now, he has no hearing in one ear and very slight hearing in the other ear. When you speak to this gentleman, he literally has to cup the back of his ear so that he can hear you and understand. And you have to be really patient when you speak to him because he will ask you over and over again, what did you say? What did you say? But you never get annoyed at repeating what you say because you know what he's been through. And you know the patience that he's had and you know the heart and willpower that he's had to get to even talk to you. So I'm telling you this story because it's going to lead into a workout that I had the day that he told me this story. He told me this story in the morning. I was downstairs, got my normal cup of coffee, and normally when I have my first cup of coffee, I'm alone. But Nick was there, really great guy, And he wanted to tell me a story. I was immediately intrigued by the story I just told you. And then I think, right now, I'm in the middle of Insanity Max 30. I only have to work out 30 minutes a day. The goal is to push to my max every single day. 
And when I push to my max, I then have to fail and then get back up and do it again. But this particular day really made me understand what it was like to find my reserve. I went into my room or my gym, if you have it, my workout space in my house. And I push play and I start working out. And when I started working out, I'm always good in the warm up. I'm like, I'm good. My body's good. Sometimes my arches hurt. Sometimes my feet hurt. But I'm like, I can handle this. My body's warming up. And by a few minutes in, I'm really good to go. But then it comes to that 15 minute mark where I want to start giving up. And I say, I can do this. I can't do this. I can do this. But I can't do this anymore. This particular day, I put myself in Nick's shoes. He was stripped away from people that he loved. He went to training camp that he had no idea what was to expect or what was expected. Shipped off to the Vietnam War where he was constantly being hunted and then loses people that were really great to him that he was trying to protect and loses most of his hearing. And as I think about this gentleman and how amazing of a guy he is and at the struggles that he went through in the middle of this workout, I'm like, if he did that for two years, I can do this workout for 30 minutes. If he did that for two years, I can hold on just one more second. Because no matter what you think, ladies and gentlemen, someone has had it worse. And so what I did was I thought about what if I was in that situation? I'm right now, all I'm doing is a push-up. All I'm doing is another jump. All I'm trying to do is hold up my legs one more second with this extremely cruciating burn in my abs. But when I imagine myself being hunted by a sniper or being out in the cold in the jungle or bombs blowing up around me, it makes me dig a little deeper. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you right now, you have a reserve. Everyone always has a reserve. Just when you think you can't go one second further, switch your mindset to something that maybe was troubling you or a story that you heard or something you said, you know what, this could be worse and I promise you can go one more second. But some of you out there might be like, Sean, but I really need you to tell me how to connect to that or how to push to that. How can I go one more second. Well, when we come back, I'm going to show you and teach you how you can go one more second, two more seconds, one more minute, five more minutes, and continue to dig seriously deep. Come on, y'all! Let's go! Hey guys, most of the time in the beginning of the year, people are purely focused on fitness. They're focused on losing weight, but I'm not because I know you already have that. I know you know what to do. What I'm focused on is what's happening in your mind and how your mind is going to create the power that you need to actually sustain the results that you have, not just in your body, but in your life as a whole. 
So, if you have New Year's resolutions that involve weight loss or getting a better job or spending money the right way and saving it, or maybe you just want to make your relationship better, Sean T. Transforms America Tour is coming to a city near you. It is an interactive experience like no other event that you have ever been to that's going to push you outside of your comfort zone so that you really can live your best life. It'll start with you interacting with yourself, interacting with other people, and eventually I'm going to challenge and charge you to push yourself so hard that transformation becomes sustainable. So join me on the Sean T. Transforms America Tour where we are going to laugh, cry, and we're going to celebrate how we can make it not just to the end, but we can sustain results forever. Go to SeanTTransformsAmerica.com for details. Let's go. All right, so most people think when you're working out, the most important part is to not take a break. The most important part is to push and 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 push. Now, you can do that, and that's totally fine, but I'm always going to ask you, are you asking yourself, can I go one second further, or do I want to stop? Because at that point, that's when you know you're working. One of the main reasons why people don't like to work out is because they don't want to get tired. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you right now, that's the most amazing thing that can happen to you when you work out. Why? Because that's when you know you're getting results and you're doing something. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. But... There's a couple things that you need to say to yourself so that you can find your reserve. One, you have to constantly tell yourself, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. No matter what. Even if you literally are about to fall in your face. Even if you're in the corner throwing up. Even if you're cursing me out on the television or whomever you're working out with. You constantly have to say to yourself, I can do this. For me, I would say, Sean, you can do this. Like, I know you can do it. I know you got this. Because it's not about what happens before you take the break. Finding your reserve is about what's happening during your break. Because it's during the break where you're going to decide if you're going to go again or if you're not going to go again. It's during the break that when you decide if you actually are going to start moving again, if you're going to give it everything you got again. Are you going to coast through your workout? Are you going to go and sort and find the reserve? There was one day when I was about to work out and I was sitting with Darren You know my friend that says Whole Foods, and when he says Whole Foods, we have to drink? Yeah, that Darren. 
And I was, yes, me, your trainer, I was like, I do not feel like doing this workout. Like, I hate it. Like, I hate it. It's so unbelievably hard. And I was just being extremely negative, and I was complaining, and I was just like, in my own little space, like, I can't believe I'm about to do this. And I was like, I'm going to the bathroom, because I always have to go to the bathroom right before I work out. Sometimes it gets on people's nerves, but look, you got to do what you got to do. You got to be ready. And as I started to walk to the bathroom, Darren stopped me and looked at me. He says, you need to look at this as a challenge. You're, you're going to do this. And you need to change your mindset. And instead of saying, this is going to be really hard, you need to say, I'm going to attack this. I'm going to go for it. And the reason why he said that to me is because he knows I love a challenge. But sometimes we get so fixated on the negative things that are going on in our mind that we don't know how to find a reserve and we don't know how to push past our limits. There's always more inside of you. I like to tell a story about when I was a teenager, like when gas was like 89 cents and I had my little job at McDonald's or when I was a telemarketer and, you know, I had my car or we were in a friend's car and we were, still poor because we spent our money on just food and clothes and we would be almost out of gas. And then because we had no money, we couldn't go to the gas station or we would scrounge under the seats and try to find $2 worth of gas. And eventually we would get to a gas station and we would put $2 in the tank and we thought we were going to joyride for the rest of the night. But literally like 25 minutes later, the gauge is on E, but then you push it. And you push it. And so at some point, you look at the gauge and you're like, oh, my God, we're either going to be pushing this car. We're going to be calling a mom or dad or we're going to be walking home. But what happens with every single car? It says it's on E, but you can go a little bit further. And that gauge always goes a little bit beyond E. Because, ladies and gentlemen, there's always a reserve. And there's always a reserve in you. And there's always a reserve that anything, to anything that's happening and going on in your life. Ladies and gentlemen, some of you out there right now are going through a breakup. Some people may have, unfortunately, lost someone, a close loved one. Some people may just be struggling in school. Or you may be struggling to find yourself or find time to work out or maybe you are extremely overweight and you just can't pick yourself up off the couch to do something and what I'm telling you is just when you think you've hit your max you can move forward you can turn this negative into a positive you can push through anything you will always surprise yourself I was just watching the news the other day and There was um, an ex-professional athlete who fell off his boat and his boat was on auto drive or autopilot. And when he fell off the boat, the boat went one way and he's in the middle of this body of water. And he had to swim for nine hours. For nine hours, this big guy had to stay afloat and swim to make it to shore. And in his mind, 
He was saying, I was thinking of my wife and my kids, and I didn't want them to be without me. I was thinking of my wife and my kids, and I didn't want them to be without me. Ladies and gentlemen, there's always a reserve. Your body can go so much further than you think it can go. Now, I'm really focused on the physical and mental, but I'm going to give you the difference between the two. I was asked a question yesterday of your mind and your body, which one is saying yes and which one is saying no? That's a very hard question. So I'm going to ask you, because I have my answer. When you're working out or when you're in a tough situation or you're trying to get over a stressful situation, what's in more control, your mind or your body? So here's my synopsis of it. And I'm no scientist, but I love science. Your mind is always the one that's able to say yes. And your body is the one that's saying no. And this is why. Your body is made up of muscles and organisms and, you know, energy systems. And it all comes down to how you fuel your body how you train your body and how much load you can put in your body. And when I speak of load, I mean mostly I talk about the legs because they're the largest muscle group in the body. Now imagine you doing 54 power jumps where you have to touch the floor after each one. Not the fast power jumps that we do in insanity, but I'm talking about those power jumps where you got to get your knees below your butt. I'm sorry, your butt below your knees. You got to touch the floor. You got to keep your back flat. You have to jump in the air, propel yourself all the way up, lift your knees all the way to your shoulders. And when you land, you can't make a sound. Yeah, like 54 of those. Do you know by the time you get to 20, you're going to reach this fatigue point? But what happens? Your body is completely wanting to give out. It's completely. Your body's completely wanting to give out. It wants to fail. But how do you get that one more jump? Your mind, like I said before, has to say, I can do this. How do you think that guy was able to swim nine hours? Do you know how many times his mind had to say, keep going, keep going? Because his body was worn out? You can do this. When we come back, I'm going to talk about how everything comes down to the last 70 meters. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're going to hear me a lot during Define Your Life refer to track and field because that was my sport. It was the one that I loved. It's the one that I could go do right now. I can jump on a team and know how to train for it. So a lot of what I talk about, I'm going to take you to the track. So now get ready to enter the 400 meter race. Now, I don't want you to just enter this race as if it were practice. We're going to enter the stadium as if we were at the Olympics. There's 50,000, 100,000 people in the stands. You're in the, the tunnel where you wait to come out. You have your tights on, or your short shorts, your singlet. You have your number on the back. Maybe let's just have your name on the back because this is going to represent you. Now, when you walk out onto a track, Inside of a stadium that's full of people screaming, yelling, extremely excited. All you see is flat land. It just looks like the biggest thing in the world. And no matter how many times you've trained, how many hours you put into your weight training and you're running on this track and field, it just always looks super, super huge. So you walk out on this track, you're extremely nervous because you're about to race in the finals of the 400 meter dash. Now I'm going to tell you how you train to run this 400 meter dash. How you run a 400 meter dash is you go out strong, you coast down the backstretch, you lift your knees at the top of the turn and then on the last straightaway you punch it through and you power through as hard as you can go. But you know just as well as I know that you can practice something as much as you want but until you get out there and actually do it it's a whole different situation. If you're at work and you have to practice a speech or a presentation, you can practice and practice and practice. The words don't come out the same. I could think about this podcast and how I want to inspire people, but it never ends how I think it's going to end. Or when you work out, you can go, I'm going to do this. I'm going to max out at this time. I'm going to get this far. But there's something else that always happens that when you're in the moment, when it's game day, You have other sources that are going to influence you to change the course of your race. So you're out here. You've trained for it. But what you forget is that there are other people that are out there trying to beat you. And the number one thing the coach says, you have to run your own race. And that's why I said, your name is on the back. You have to run your own race. So this race is about you. So you're extremely nervous. You got to you got to get to your blocks. And in a 400 meter dash, it's staggered. So if you're in lane number one, the person in lane number eight already looks like they have a head start. But obviously, because the way the track is set up, they're running on the outside. So you're running the same distance. 
So for me, I would always put myself in lane two. A lot of people like to put themselves in lane three and four. You'll be right in the center. You can see the whole, the whole field. For me, I like to put myself in lane two. I don't want to be all the way in the back, but I want to see almost everyone that's in front of me because I can gauge the way I need to run, how fast I need to run. So you're extremely nervous. You almost think you can't move, as the ref says, runners on your marks. Gentlemen, take your marks. And you get into these blocks and you get down and you put your knees down on this rubber track. But you're extremely numb because you're extremely nervous. Your body's shaking, but you're trying to act like it's not shaking because people are watching. But you have the chance to win the gold medal. So you have to somehow deal with this. The ref says set. Set. This is at the point where only your fingertips are holding the front weight of your body. Your cleats, or your spikes, I should say, are pushed into your blocks, and your butt is in the air. And at any second, the gun's going to go off, and you have to start running. I mean, you have to start going. It's here. Like, this is the race for your life. This is what you have to do. And you never get time when that gun's going to go off, but eventually, pow, the gun goes off. And something happens when that gun goes off. All nervousness goes away and you start to push. In the first part of this race, you're running. You have all the energy in the world. I mean, you are pushing through. You are like, I'm feeling good. Your neck is nice and long. You're running and your stride is nice and good. Everything's great. You're assessing the field. You know, you're in lane number two. You can see almost everybody. You're not going to let the person in lane number one pass you. And you're like, how am I going to beat these people in front of me? But while I'm assessing all this, I still have to run my own race. And you're sprinting. I mean, you're going. You get to the first 100 meters. And when you hit the backstretch, it's about basically coasting down the backstretch. Taking that explosion of energy that you use in that first 100 meters and basically letting it slingshot you down the backstretch. And you open up your stride and you start to lift your knees just a little more and you start to use your arms a little more and you push and you're like, okay, this is my slingshot, this is what I'm doing. And then you get to 200 meters. In 200 meters you say, okay, in 50 meters, is where I have to start to make my move. This is where I have to start making things happen. But you're no longer in an energy system where you have all the energy in the world. You're in a place where you're starting to get fatigued, but it's not all the way there because you train for this. You're like, I got this. And then everyone in the race is starting to become equal in one line. And you eventually hit the 150-meter left mark. And that's when your coach says, this is where you start to drive. You start to lift the knees. You start to make pretend that you want those fingertips to come up to the eyes as you're pumping your arms. You're pushing. Your abs are engaged, but you're loose. You're breathing. And you're doing amazing. And everyone's in one line. And then you come around the last turn. This last turn is when we always used to joke about the piano comes on your back. This is where we say rigor mortis sets in because you feel like you can barely move. And this is where you start to have to make those decisions. This is where life starts.
starts to get tough. You're at the last hundred meters, and you're like, man, I can push or I cannot push. But you're like, it's the last hundred meters, so I'm going to go. And something always happens when you get 30 more meters, when there's 70 meters left. I'm going to come to a screeching halt right here. And I want you to sit at this 70 meters. Now imagine yourself in your workout. Imagine yourself in your relationship that might not be going well. Imagine yourself at work or you might need to switch your job. And you see the finish line. You see like this can be a great thing or not a great thing. But you see the outcome and the outcome that's best for you. At 70 meters is where you decide, am I going to push as hard as I can and keep my form to go after the finish line and get what I want and get what I deserve? Or am I going to let up and forget that I have a reserve? This last 70 meters is where you tap into your reserve. No matter who it is, every time you come to a finish line, things get tough. Things get hard. Things are so much easy in the beginning of the relationship. People say, oh my God, like this is amazing. Like I'm hanging out. I'm in love and everything's great. And then down the back stretch, you're like, good. Yeah, I'm good. We're coasting. We're good. And you get to the top of the stretch and you're like, oh, I don't know what this relationship is. And then you, you have to put in work. You have to put in work. And then at 70 meters, you're like, oh, my God, like we're hitting our first really big issue. Or maybe that same story is within yourself. You were happy with yourself. You're good with yourself. You're in a part of your life where you now have to make a decision, a tough decision. And you're either going to stay complacent and mediocre or you're going to start to tap into your reserve and you're going to push these last 70 meters like I'm going to lift the screeching hall and now we're going to start to run again because not only is that last 70 meters the hardest 70 meters of the race but that last 70 meters ladies and gentlemen is the start of the race because like I always say the work doesn't begin until you get tired so is this relationship worth it Is this job worth it? Are you looking at it at a positive place? I'm not saying you have to stay in either one of them. I'm saying what is best for you. And no matter what happens, when you come to the end of anything in your life, you still have to give it everything you got. So you're in the last 70 meters. You're running now. Everything is tight. Your neck is tight. Your shoulders are starting to lift up. You can barely lift your knees up, but you have to hold form. And in insanity, when I say to you, in the original insanity, I say, act like you're holding potato chips. This is why. Because if you have something extremely delicate in your hands, which in this situation is your life or something that's going on in your life, if you have something extremely delicate in your hands, ladies and gentlemen, and you can hold it and take care of it and not break it, that means you are relaxed in the end. And that 70 meters is a new beginning for you. And no matter how long and how hard it is for you to get to the finish line, you keep control. You keep form. 
and you look at that finish line and that finish line is what you want out of your life. You just can't let go at the last 70 meters. And let me tell you something. It doesn't stop there. One of the most amazing things that Sonny Anderson, my track coach, told me is the finish line is never the finish line. If you and I are racing next to one another and you stop at that finish line, I'm going to beat you because I'm going to tap into my reserve of my reserve and I'm going to make pretend that finish line is 10 meters further from the normal finish line. When you see people, when you see runners on the track and they lean in too early, they hit their line too early. They finished too early. But when you see someone run through the line and lean through the line, that means you're reaching. You want to tap into your reserve. And I'll be very honest, you won't win every race. You won't get everything right. But what will happen is the energy that you put into the hardest part of your life and the energy that you put into the hardest part of your race, that's what's going to help you push play tomorrow. That's what's going to help you get through that next relationship because the first relationship for the most of us is not the last. That's what's going to help you interview for that next job. That's what's going to help you get that promotion. That's what helped Nick push through his tour in Vietnam and be able to come back and share with me his excitement and joy for just being alive with a small amount of hearing. You can take it, you can make it, dig deeper, come on y'all, trust and believe with Shanti. And today's truth bomb is we sometimes take for granted the things that we have been given to us and when you look around you there are so many people to learn from and I'm humbled by the people I learn from I'm not the only one with a story I try to t- attach to other people's stories because I'm always looking for a way to increase my reserve I could not do this podcast on my own, so I would love to thank Todd Midget at NC Fit Club for producing such an amazing podcast and being able to really put the message out there for you guys. Another huge shout out to Michael McBride and his team of Kanisha Holiday and Gabriel Mudd for the new Trust and Believe theme song. You guys really did an amazing job and really put forth the effort of helping people trust and believe. And last but not least, I would love to give a huge shout Shout out to Coffee Anderson because your truth bombs would not be as impactful if he didn't give you that theme song as the intro. Last but not least, me. I thank you. I am your biggest fan and I hope you come back every week ready to trust and believe with an open mind so that we together can live our best lives and believe in who we are. You can find Michael McBride at The Real McBride on Instagram. And you can find Todd Midget at NC Fit Club if you want some music or video editing. Continue to trust and believe in who you are.